It's a new day. It's a new dawn, new mm-hmm. day. A new podcast for me. <laughs> and I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> musical today we're so musical it is our second podcast record of the day my mom texted me just now and it reminded me oops i didn't put my phone in airplane mode and also the reason why we're having we're recording two back-to-back episodes today is because mama's visiting next sunday Mama, mama and oh she said good morning honey how is the party oh my sweet mama i have to respond later mommy i don't think she'd even knows about this podcast (laughs) 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 which could be a good thing Uh, um because this is banshees Banshees and booze paranormal podcast with a shot of singing courage You know, I'm not a singer. You're actually the singer. Uh, not today. And a good one at that. <laughs> She's a very good singer. Thank you. Um, which is also a little perfect because today's topic is haunted theaters. Oh, I'm going to sing so much Hamilton. Oh, I'm ready for it because I don't know words to nothing. Rant I can do. Yes. Rant I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both, I'm assuming, majored in Theater yes. in college? Yes, I am a BA in theater and dance. That's right. Oh. I have a degree in dance. A degree in dance? <laughs> I took two whole dance classes while I was oh. there, and I have a degree in it. That means that you can make so much money and get real jobs right. as a dancer, right? right? Isn't that what happens? Yeah. I have an associate's degree mm. in the arts mm. of theater. Please tell me your degree spells theater with the R-E. I'll have to check. I have that diploma thingy somewhere yeah i don't know either. i've got it somewhere I, I do have it but it is it was only a two-year program so you know yeah you couldn't get past an associate i have not hung up my diploma because i'm furious why is it because... misspelled your name toonie no <laughs> <laughs> no it's because i received high honors and not highest honors I oh was... how embarrassing yep i was off by one space oh however and i literally called and was like there's clearly a mistake here <laughs> i should have received highest honors and they were like no you were 12th in your class or in the um college not not all college but the college of in fine school college of fine arts uh-huh. um they were like you were 12th and it was the top 11 this year the <gasps> highest honors and i was like come on and they were like but you did graduate number one in the uh the theater department and i was like i don't give a shit <laughs> It was like those assholes. So it was all the like music majors that beat me. Oh, like music theory majors. That's not fair. I shouldn't be compared to them. Well, now everyone knows Tammy rightfully did graduate with highest honors. That's right. There was a mistake. We need a recount. I'll just write it in. Write it in. Yeah. Absolutely. I will write it in for you. Thank yeah. you. You got it. Thank I don't you. even know how any of that stuff works because I didn't go to like a real, 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 real college. Um, but I mean, it was real. It was, here's the thing. You audition. Yeah. About 70 people make it in. Mm-hmm. Then they cut it down by like half. For oh my the God. Sec- it's it. like, fame, I'm going to live forever. Yep. 
Remember, remember my name. Remember, 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 remember my name. Yeah. Amy. <laughs> yeah, we're theater majors. <laughs> yeah, did not do music. Um, yeah, I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. There was no music. Except we actually did have to take a music class and I cried every time because I was like, I don't sing, okay? I didn't sign up for this. They're like, it's to develop your vocal cords. I'm like, no, it's not. It's this to embarrass me. Literally just fame. You just went to fame. <gasps> yeah. Acting for the dancers. I did. <laughs> Shit, son. Yeah. Um, so my career has been soaring since I graduated. How about mm-hmm. yours? Oh, so good. And every time they call me to ask for money, I'm like, do you understand you gave oh me a God. theater degree? Do you think I have money to give you? I know. they get. This is your I get folly. The letters, the emails. I'm like, how do you even have my address out here? I've yeah. never donated to you before. Every time I get uh, – they, they'll send out surveys. They'll be like, Ugh. how are you? And I'm just like – Still paying off my loans, assholes. Cracking my knuckles like, oh. I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> Highest honors. Highest honors are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a dime from me. Ugh. So this is exciting. Haunted theaters. Yes. I was discussing probably with you. <laughs> no surprise. Like the top three haunted places, like the most haunted is yeah. like they basically said theaters as the number one. Theaters, hotels, something else. Hospitals? I don't know. Cemetery? No. No, no. Uh, of course, theaters. Yeah. Because if you're a performer and you die, you're like, oh, hell no. I'm not just going to rest in peace, done. assholes. You're going to still see me. Y'all are going to listen to this monologue because I marked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a drama and a comedy. <laughs> One minute each. One minute. What would you like to hear first? <laughs> 16 bars of what? <laughs> oh, so for this episode, um, I made the drink. It has oh, yeah. nothing to do with the theater. Um, I forgot that we're no longer doing Cinco de Mayo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and made a sangria because I, I was like, it's still Spanish week, right? You know what is no. so cute is that I literally was like – when you were like, you're making sangria, I was like, oh, there's going to be some interesting story about theaters and sangria. Not and- at all. I named it the Spectral Sangria. Mm. Um, it has nothing to do with theater. Let's think of something. How do we relate it? Okay, I'll Show tell that you. Starts with S. Show that starts with S. West Side Sangria. <laughs> the West Side Spectral Sangria. Um, you know what? It's fine. It's I, fine. Um, I used to drink too much when I was a theater major. How about that? That's what weird. it has to do with. So did I. No way. That is so weird. Mm-hmm. Threw up all over New York City. Yeah. Um, it was just living my dream. It was Austin, my parents Texas were probably so me. proud. Oh, Austin's amazing. And remember those days when you could drink all night? And then just throw up and be fine the next day. You'd oh like get God. up and like run three miles. I was just <laughs> gonna say I would wake up at eight a.m. Yeah. and exercise. Yes, and be like, I did I feel too. So great. I didn't even need like greasy spoon breakfast. I was like, cool. I'm gonna eat an apple and um, go work out now. Yeah, I would literally like. There was a night when a friend of mine dropped me off to like he parked his car picked me up and carried me up the stairs and like this is my friend rain this is, this is my oh key. i know rain yeah you know rain he's very kind very kind man although he is kind of the reason i was that drunk um carried me up the stairs put me in the bed and was like don't get up and i immediately got up and was like calling around like who's partying <laughs> luckily those no one would pick me up um but then i literally the next day got up ran and then called him and was like y'all you want to go get some mcdonald's <laughs> And we were fine. And we were fine. 
know, we didn't retain a bunch of water the way I currently do if I drink too much. Oh, now baby. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I have to drink this. We now. have to try it. It looks really good, though. Cheers to that theater degree, baby. Yes. Yes. Spectral. To student loans. Mmm. Mm. That's damn good. That is delicious. I'm going to let you know what's in it. So if you at home want to make it, it is, I used a Spanish red wine. In this case, I used Tempranillo. Oh. A, a brandy. First time purchasing brandy. Oh. Um, brown sugar. Three tablespoons of brown sugar. Chopped up apples, uh, slices of oranges, and a little bit of OJ. And there it is. It's delicious. Yeah. It's like a splash of OJ because it's very red and beautiful. It's very red. Yeah, there's not a lot of OJ. Like a full bottle of red wine and one one third of a cup of um, of brandy and then three quarters of a cup of OJ. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then a little bit of I, – I muddled for the first time in my life. Fuck. It was delightful to do very I'm, early this I'm morning. I'm loving it. I'm having This a... is very refreshing, actually. It is refreshing. I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. We did a good job today. We we try, when we're doing mm. these double episodes, to make drinks that we can have two drinks and not die. Well, when I knew you were doing a beer-based drink for mm-hmm. the first episode that we recorded this morning, I yeah. was like, okay, wine. I think a michelada and, wa- and sangria. Wine go. and beer. To handcraft the beers and local breweries to yoga. Okay, that's the rest. I'm gonna sex pistols. Uh That's all I remember. I'm gonna pretend like I don't know all the words. (laughs) To sodomy, it's between God and me. To S and M, La Vibohem. See, I know some stuff. Yeah. The only the reason I know lyrics to shows is because I was living in New York yeah, City during the time. Yeah, you got to time. go. It's so great. I saw the original. Oh, Jelly it's going to age me. Oh, no. It's going to age What'd me. What did you see the original on? Rent. You fucking did? Yeah. I. But I was not in college at the time. I was actually in high school visiting New York. That and- is amazing. Did old ladies walk out of it? Because I oh. have a friend who saw the original Rent. Oh, she yes. said. I went with my mom's best friends who mm-hmm. I actually lived with in college for the for a, a, a while. And um, it's my mom's best friend since they were in elementary oh, school. So she's kind of my aunt, yeah. but she's not. And um, her husband – so Lisa and Bob took us to see Rent. And Bob is a very, very conservative. Like pretty much only listens to like Frank Sinatra and maybe NPR, you mm-hmm. know, like – but which is not conservative. You know what I mean? Though no, I know what you mean. Yeah. He's, that's all he – that's his taste. Mm-hmm. Talk radio or Frank Sinatra, baby. That's like me. I'm – Tori Amos or Disney songs. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, he was one of those people. He looked at his watch so many times. Like, it was just nonstop. Every time yeah. another song started, he just looked at his watch and mm-hmm. he just had his arms folded across his chest, looked like he was going to kill somebody. Yeah. I loved it, though. Wow. Yeah, old people hate that. Did not. It was not fun. I saw it probably. Times. Oh my god! Because as a student, you could go get the lottery tickets. Yeah, and so they were only like twenty bucks, maybe. But you had to stand in line, and yeah, I saw great shows. I saw some not great. I saw Footloose on Broadway. Oh, <laughs> who knew? I saw Beauty and the Beast, Phantom of the Opera. Um, I've only seen Good uh, Miss Saigon. Oh, I always said Good Night Saigon. That's a Billy Joel song. Uh, I've only seen three shows on Broadway in New York, and it was because I went on a trip with Anna and she and I went and saw three Broadway we were there three nights we saw three Broadway shows oh my god what'd you see we saw The Color Purple oh I never saw 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee which was amazing oh yes yeah Uh, does not get enough praise and uh, then the whole reason we went was Spamalot 
Oh my God. So jealous. Never saw any of those shows. Yeah. That's amazing. It was really fun. I also think I, yep, I definitely did. I saw Riverdance mm. on Broadway. <laughs> so just some Irish step dancing for a few hours. I saw Wicked. I think that was the original cast as well. Oh, wow. And then I saw, I saw that in Chicago. Ooh. With my friend that saw the original Rent cast. Dude, that's a good brand uh-huh. to have. Um, yeah. I think every show I saw was good except Footloose was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't last long. Like, oh, all right. It was, you know, See, I even, I had it with the color purple. I didn't enjoy the production that much. Like, I was like, it's, they're not doing a great job. Mm. But don't get me wrong. I was sobbing at the end, Aww. you know, because it's just such a good story. Did they make it? A, is it a musical version? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. I did not know. Push the button. Push the button. It's good. They have good music. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know uh, what Broadway show? Okay, then with, let's do our work here. Oh, but yeah, sorry. you know what Broadway show I did see that was off the, the worst show what? I've ever Please seen? Please tell me you saw Turn Off the Dark, the Spider-Man one. Cats. I hate cats. It is so bad. I fucking hate What is going cats. on with cats? Hold what on. What is happening? Let me just get it's out my soapbox. It's the worst show I've ever get seen in my goddamn my life. My soapbox and get on top I'd of it. I'd rather see Spider-Man Let turn me off tell the dark. you. Let me tell everyone here the plot of cats. Please. Please do tell me because I could not figure it out. Great. Here's the plot of cats. Some cats come out and say, hi, we're cats. This is one of the cats. And then another one says, I am also a cat. I am different. And then another one says, hi, I am also a cat. Here's another cat. Here's a real old cat. Here's a <laughs> sly cat. Then it's intermission. And you're like, cool. Now we're going to find out what these cats are about. And then they're like, just kidding. Let's introduce some more cats. <laughs> also, also, for some reason, you care about this old cat that gets to die. Yeah, what's up with the that? The end. I didn't care about that old cat that gets to die. I was like, to get me the hell out of this theater right now and guess where my college graduation was held at that theater winter garden at a a cat shelter Uh at the winter garden theater Uh. which is awesome but they were current they running cats Uh. so i walked across the stage to like get my diploma and i'm like fuck you cats fuck Fuck you you, rum tum tugger (laughs) i hope curiosity does kill this cat So good. So that was 15 Rum minutes about Tuck what, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> I see an Instagram post what? on the horizon. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I lay these things out. Um, <laughs> Hashtag, rum, what was it? Rum Tuck motherfucker. Rum Tuck motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we, should we work? Sure. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, Hmm. I'll go first because I'll make mine brief because I know you have a lot of research today. I kind of Oh, do. and I'm going to share the up ghost and personal. So we'll, oh, that's right. we'll alternate voices Great. because I definitely know how to stay quiet. Right? Also, it's alternating drinking times. <laughs> You're right. Now you I get like to that. drink. I get and to then drink get for a little while. Okay, great. Wait, let me take a sip first. Okay. Sip, 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 sip. Excellent. So I did my research on the Palace Theater in New York City. It Ooh. is a Broadway theater. Um, I didn't think I had ever been there until I was doing my research and I go, oh, yes, I have been there. That's where I saw Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Um, so the Palace Theater, uh, located at Broadway and West 47th Street, the theater was built in 1913. From 1913 to 1929, the palace would become known as the world's foremost vaudeville stage, hosting headliners like Ethel Barrymore, Will Rogers, Lillian Russell, and the Marx Brothers, (laughs) along with performers like Sarah Bernhardt, Bob Hope, Mae West, Fred Astaire, and 
Bang Crosby. This lent <laughs> this lent credence to the famous adage of the time. Adage, 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 oh, adage yeah. um, of the time. Quote to play the palace. Unquote. It signified that you officially made it in show business. Aww, it's like Carnegie Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to play the palace was. You're, you're mm-hmm. the vaudeville king and queen. So performer Jack Haley once wrote, The walk through the Iron Gate on 47th Street, through the courtyard to the stage door, was the, mm, help me on this one, come loudy, come loud, come loud, loud. Yeah. thank you. And come is spelled C-U-M, cum, <laughs> it's spelled C-U-M, come louder. It's um, <laughs> it was the cum loud. Mm-hmm. Why did I write this quote in here when I can't say the word? <laughs> um, oh, blah, blah, blah. Walk to show business diploma. A feeling of ecstasy came came with the knowledge that this was the palace, the epitome of the more than 15,000 vaudeville theaters in America, and the realization that you have been selected to play it. Of all the thousands upon thousands of vaudeville performers in the business, you are there. This was a dream fulfilled. This was the pinnacle of variety success. <laughs> Start spreading the news. <laughs> um, I don't know. I totally fucked that quote up so badly. But when okay. I read it, in my mind, everything was pronounced real well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so... That's Look, I don't we- want to do this, but it's epitome. <laughs> Fuck, damn it. Can we just... All right. I'm going to just say, let's cut that whole fucking quote out. Great, great. Cool. I'm on it. Ep- ep- did I say epitome? <laughs> You've had some drinks. It's not your fault. I can't blame the alcohol. I don't know how to pronounce words. It's okay. This um, is like this is like a nightmare for some people reading out loud. I haven't know? been in school since I was 20. Did I mention the associate's degree? Did I mention highest honors? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I uh, missed it. So I'm sorry you have to share a At table. least you know how to pronounce epitome. I mean. And I said epitome. There's no such thing. You also said f- come loudly. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I said come. It's spelled C-U-M. It's, it's Latin. If they want to say cum, K-O-O-M-B. Kumbaya. <laughs> Mother. <Akuma> matata. <laughs> uh, alas. That's this, a Broadway show. <laughs> yeah. Alas? No. Lion King. Lion King. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see it, though. I wanted to. Alas, this successful run of vaudeville greatness at the palace did not last long. Around the time of the Great Depression, the public became disinterested in vaudeville. They seeked entertainment through the new mediums of radio and film. As a result, the theater converted into a cinema. It was renamed the RKO Palace in 1932. Oh, my God. Do you know something about RKO? I can't wait to get to my research. Well, RKO Pictures is from Universal. By RKO. I'm just going to throw them in. That's Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah! I think RKO did the original King Kong. I know this. Yep. Because I was a tour guide at Universal Studios. Oh, thank you. I know. I do know Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) Um, yeah, so the palace would still stage sporadic reviews over the next few decades, including a few last attempts to bring vaudeville back to the stage. It also attracted stars like Frank Sinatra, uh, Harry Belafonte, and Judy Garland, whose final New York performances happened at the theater in 1967. Aww. So Miss Judy yeah. did her final performance. Rest in power, girl. I like that. Rest in power. Mm-hmm. Don't you just love her? Yeah. I listened to the soundtrack of um, of 
with the Wizard of Oz still, and I cry because she just poor baby. They were going to put Shirley Temple in that role. I know would not have been the same. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I poor mean, Shirley Temple's great, but but not for that role. Yeah. Too tight, too little. Mm-hmm. Judy is. So the Palace began producing legitimate Broadway productions in the late 60s with the opening of Sweet Charity. Stars continued to grace its stage uh, to this day. However, some acts have refused to bow out. Oh, shit! Ghost time. Here come the g-g-g-g-ghosts. I want to do a Judy Garland impression, but I don't think I have it down yet. I sat in it in my brain and thought, could I do it? Thinking about it? Nope, nope. What I just was about to do was more Jimmy Stewart. I don't know. Yeah. It's just shaky. Oh, oh, oh. Business like show business. <laughs> I blew up the mic. Yep. Um, cool, cool. Have fun with that. The Thank most you. famous <laughs> ghost. The most famous ghost is to be Louis Basalina. Um, it was reported that Basalina fell 18 feet to the stage while performing with his acrobatic team. Yikes. On August 27th, 1935, they leapt from stationary positions without nets, and Louis, the team captain, missed the hands of his partner while performing a double somersault, a move that his team called the death loop. He suffered a fractured... They weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah. They were like, whoops, we should have named that the light <laughs> yeah, loop. The... <laughs> You're going to be just fine, Luke. Um, yeah. Power of words, Amy. Manifestation. Yes. He suffered a fractured pelvis and internal bleeding. It was thought that he died from this injuries because stagehands have claimed that when the theater is empty, his ghost can be seen, seen swinging from the rafters and that he lets out a blood-curdling scream and then reenacts his nosedive. No. So that's cool when you're just like closing up the theater at night and you see mm-hmm. a man swinging from the rafters and yeah. then screaming and falling. Um, cool. Um, other sources have seen him walking a tightrope from the house left box up to the mezzanine. Mm. Um, which what's very interesting is that's um, house left, stage right, mm-hmm. theater degree, theater degree. See, highest honors, highest cum laude. <laughs> Perhaps the paranormal. Activity is a residual haunting because um, – I'm still laughing about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you make me laugh so We actually much. now can't edit that part out because we've know. brought it back we so many know. times. So great. Now everyone knows I'm a fucking dumb dumb. I'm going to own it. You're so much better at other things, Amy. I'm just going to say it's all an act. I'm, I'm performing. Yeah. You know how like Marilyn Monroe is super smart yeah. actually? Yeah. That's me, guys. I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Perhaps the paranormal activity that's going on um, with this acrobat is a residual haunting as a result of the dramatic nature of the accident Mm -hmm. because someone did some digging and his obituary claims that he died in 1963. Oh. So the accident was in 35. He dies in 63, not from falling. So we think perhaps... And by we, I mean the internet. Yeah. Um, that this is a residual haunting because he had a traumatic experience there. And, yeah. And keeps going back. Well, maybe it's like a Titanic thing. Like she died much later, but then, you know, she goes back to the Titanic after she's yes, dead. Yes. Because even though it was uh, traumatic and mm-hmm. terrible, it was like a place of like, this is my home though. This yeah. was where good stuff happened mm-hmm. as well. My mom likes to always point out like, what about her husband? He's like in heaven. Like, hello. <laughs> Where are you? I've always said that with Titanic. I'm like, she remarried and had a great life and children and shit. Yeah. 
And she's like, nah, but the whole time How I was thinking embarrassing. of Jack. Oh, no. Like, How what sad. If, oh, now I'm paranoid. What if that happens? Like, go to heaven. Then I'm like, where are you? <laughs> but we were so happy. Oh, no. I always thought about, like, hello, who did she end up marrying having all these kids in a happy life yeah. with? Like, all He's her kids happy. are also like, mom, what the fuck? <laughs> I've been holding on to this necklace for 40 years. Um, I definitely thought of that too. I'm with I'm with you on that one. Um, so Basolina isn't the only ghost in this majestic theater. Mm. Other phantoms Oh, but actually, by the way, um, there are said to be over 100 ghosts that haunt the Palace Theater. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Save some for the rest of us, Palace Theater. And now there's a hotel that was built on top of the theater. It's I believe the Double Tree Suite. So guess what? If you're staying there, you dummies, you're staying in Times Square. What the hell? I guess you don't like sleep. <laughs> and B, you're staying on top of the most uh-huh. haunted theater in New York City. Yeah. Have fun. Um, uh, so anyway, other phantom scene include a sad little girl who looks down from the mezzanine and a little boy who plays with toy trucks. This has been reported a Aww. bunch. Um, there's also a man in a brown suit who walks past the house manager's office door at night after the audience has left. Even Judy Garland herself haunts the theater. Yes. Her presence is felt near a door that was built especially for her at the rear of the orchestra. Now I was – that's when I was like, I want to go there. And then I go, oh, fuck, I did go there. You did. I saw Beauty in the Beast with my little sister. <laughs> we ate at the Olive Garden. I was so young. Oh, my God. I was going to make an Olive Garden in Times Square joke, and then you just brought it we up. We legit – I was like – I'm going to give her the coolest fucking experience of her mm-hmm. life. It's going to blow her little 14-year-old yeah. mind. Yeah. And I brought her to the Olive Girl, Garden. eat all the breadsticks you can. We were – I think we ate we ate chicken marsala. I don't know why I remember this. It was so – it was so long ago. And then we saw Beauty and the Beast. It was a great show except a part of the set um, like broke in the middle of the performance and it was just dangling – dangling? Dang – yeah, no, yeah. you're right. I'm getting like I think it was a ghost. Holy Amy. shit! It was swinging from the rafters. <gasps> I swear to you, I bet my sister remembers this too. Is Jesse? So we always see fucking ghosts together. And there was this piece of fabric. So they were raising a set and like to lower a new one, and you got to like watch it happen. And then there was this piece of fabric that just swung back and oh. forth, and it dangled there from the dangled. Mm-hmm. Is that? real word yeah okay it hung from the rafter like this weird piece of like limp fabric large huge piece of the set the whole performance it was really distracting because i'm like that's not supposed to be there and i know this yeah wow now that i know the history i believe some ghost was obviously causing mischief um so actually speaking of beauty and the beast in 1995, an actor in the cast of Beauty and the Beast saw a white-gowned cellist in the orchestra pit vanish during a performance. Yes. The show must go on. And are we so proud that I said cellist and not cellist? I'm <laughs> so how... proud. Thank you. I just want to make everyone know I can do it. Um, so intrigued cast members invited the famous psychic Elizabeth Barron to do a reading of the theater, which she conducted on October 6th, 1995. As Barron sat down, she became overwhelmed by the impression of more than 103 souls. One included the singer Bing Crosby. Um who conveyed his remorse at how he had treated his children in life. He was a raging alcoholic and very mm. abusive. 
Um, Too late, buddy. You can't apologize now. Yeah. Baron went on to say that many of the spirits were full of pain, worry, and unhappiness and were stuck in their stubbornness and not wanting to leave the theater. Some of the ghosts wouldn't go on to a higher dimension until they made it right with the people left behind. So when she finished her reading, the psychic asked cast members to pray for those stuck behind. Um, So that is the story of the Palace Theater in New York City. I got to say, though, if you're a psychic, do you ever go somewhere and you're not overwhelmed? Because I I feel like every psychic has been overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Oh, you know, yeah. And to also be like, yep, one, two, three, four, five, six, 103 Uh souls. Yes. Count yourselves off, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Judy. No, I can't. (laughs) Damn it. Gonna work on this. Well, you I really know want to do a Judy Garland. We don't have to because Renee Zellweger's taking care of it for us. That's right. I'm She's, excited. She, I actually am excited about this. I'm. I have faith that she can do well. I do too. She actually, can. she's gonna have to be all skin and bones though because poor Judy. I know. Poor baby. Poor baby. Bad okay. Stuff. I'm uh, so pumped to see what you have. I'm excited. We have. We did not tell each other. We did not tell and. We have so like so much about our stories overlap. It's blowing my mind. Get out of here. Yeah. So funnily enough, you went East Coast. I went West Coast. Yes. And Is it I the Palace did... Theater, Los Angeles? No, it's the Pantages Theater. Shut. <laughs> Uh, oh my god so my own little personal thing is that's where i saw hamilton and by which i mean that's where i sobbed through the entire production of hamilton i went with my friend greg and i told him like i'm probably gonna cry but what i didn't know was that i was gonna cry the whole time only sometimes it was more crying and less crying but also there were i id'd three people within sight of me who did the same thing and like literally during intermission we were just like literally like holding each other like (laughs) just strangers it was so important it was amazing that theater is a gorgeous it's so beautiful so beautiful what have you seen there i have seen the one with the mormons oh book of mormon yeah um i've also seen um Please say cats. Please say you gave cats another chance. No, it's all dirty dancing. <laughs> oh, was it good? <laughs> On my birthday a few oh. years ago. It was fine. Okay. I'm a huge fan of the movie. They basically just tried to put the movie on the stage yeah. and it didn't. It wasn't that. There was like no music. It was weird. Um, but it was fun. And then I also saw the Beatles Rain. It was like a it was called Rain. Mm-hmm. It was it was very cool. I think was it Cirque? No. Nah, it was like acrobatic and mm-hmm. shit. Maybe it was fun. Cirque. Um yeah, that's yeah, it's well, so gorgeous. Hamilton. Though was insanely good that theater is insanely beautiful it it was gorgeous so all right here is a little bit of history the pantages theater of hollywood was the last theater that vaudeville slash film producer the and he's he's greek american this will come back later okay alexander pantages built to be part of his large and powerful 80 theater western united states circuit um it cost 1.25 million dollars to build that's a lot of money. Uh-huh. And it opened on June 4th, 1930. Okay. Um, it was used as a stage and film theater, presenting short, popular musical skits in between showing films. Then, because of the market crash in 1929... Oh, my God. Um, the plans to have 10 floors of office space built above the theater were discontinued. Um, Is there anything above the theater today? I'm going to let you get there. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Zip it, mm-hmm. Amy. Mm-hmm. Drink your sangria. Okay. So um, 
all right, so the theater's, you know, doing its vaudeville, doing films, blah, 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 blah. So then in uh, about 1931, so pretty soon after it opened, Alexander was accused of raping a young 17-year-old dancer, Eunice Alice Pringle. Okay, but here's the thing. And, hey, I fucking believe women. Here's the thing. She was from the Pringle dynasty? No, she was not. She was not. However, William Randolph Hearst. Oh. Yeah. That guy. Hated this guy and was pretty racist about it. He hated that he was this cold Greek foreigner. Oh. Mm -hmm. And that Eunice was this bright young star and that he took advantage of her and raped her. And he wrote uh, in his newspapers, wrote all these articles just trying to take him down. Mm, um, he They literally went to court and he was found not guilty in 1931. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people don't get convicted of things that they really did. But later, um, it became a little obvious that Eunice had been paid um, by a gentleman named Joseph Kennedy who controlled RKO. Mm-hmm. Kennedy. She was paid to make the false claim against Alexander because Alexander had turned down Joseph Kennedy's first offer to buy Alexander's theaters. Oh, my God. RKO wanted to take over all the theaters. Jeez. Um, and then this – They did. This person got real mad about it. I was like, do you know him? Wrote, the person who wrote the, the article? The person that wrote this article goes, plus Alexander Pantages was a gentleman and would never even think of raping someone, contrary to yellow journalism's claims made against him by Hearst newspaper. I'm sorry, was the author of this article born in 1910? Possibly. Like huge shout out to hauntedhouses.com. I go on that website all the time. <laughs> you do. It's so yes, good, right? so okay. good. <laughs> so after he was acquitted, um, he fought off a suit against him, but his reputation was ruined and his finances took a huge hit. Um, he still, because he had to hire the lawyers. Um, so Alexander eventually wound up selling his theaters to RKO in 1932. So they won. Holy shit, they really did own all the theaters. Mm -hmm. That's exactly when they bought uh, the palace. Um, Alexander retired and focused on his racehorses. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Um, and then because of the Great Depression, the Pantages became mainly a movie house with an occasional musical act. Dude! I know! What I know. the fuck? This is blowing my mind when you're talking to me. Holy okay. shit! So then this is really exciting too. So that was kind of the first stage. Uh -huh. Here's the second age. In 1949, the Pantages was acquired by Howard Hughes. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Um, it was to be the crowning jewel of his national movie theater chain, RKO Pictures, because at that point he owned RKO. Oh, I didn't realize he owned RKO. He renamed the theater RKO Pantages. The theater became a grand place to see films when it was converted from a stage theater to a theater with a huge screen. Hughes had his offices on the second floor and had a door built that opened onto the balcony. At first, Howard liked to go there in the dark to think about business ideas. Later, he treated himself to movie marathons of the same films that lasted all day. So it seems like his mental illness that was starting at that time, you yeah. know, when he locked himself in his screening room, yep. it really got started around then. He was in the Pantages when his Whoa. OCD started manifesting. Oh, damn. Yep. So his office is above the theory. It was on the second floor, yeah. Shit. So... Let's talk about the hauntings because there's a lot of them. Let's. Okay. So since 1932, the sound of an unknown female singer has been heard in the theater auditorium when the theater was empty, dark, and quiet any time of day or night. 
So this has been happening literally since 1932, which it was it had only been open two years at that point. And it's already being haunted? But that young dancer had already accused him at that point. And, like, I mean, she was alive and everything, but, like, it, already the bad vibes had just immediately started at this place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, how, like, we've talked about, you know, when people lose a place – you know, like like we've talked about the the gentleman that committed suicide, or the you know the castle, the thing in New Orleans. Yes, yes, they stay when they lose a place. There's really bad vibes there. You know. Yes. Okay. So this this singer, all right, in 1994, she gave her first public performance to the living. She showed her confidence and her talent. <laughs> I love this guy. In 1994. 1994. Okay. By singing along with the cast of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh my god. Her voice was inadvertently being picked up by a microphone and was projected publicly in front of the live audience. So everyone in that theater heard her. What? Mm-hmm. That's it must have been during like a solo or something though. I, I don't know. You know, cuz like how love, would you pick it? No. I would love to hear. Yeah. That's Amazing. I wonder if maybe like yeah, it was like nobody was talking or whatever, or it was like a silent right. transition, and they just hear the singing. Oh, Today shit. she still sings if a microphone is left on before or after a performance. If they oh. don't turn off a mic, I'd she'll find it. I would she will find a hot mic. What an actor! I what mean, a real performer! Like I'll find that mic. That's highest honors. If uh, we <laughs> did a podcast recording at the Pantages, mm-hmm. which. That would be nice. Um, she would absolutely make herself known. We could bring oh three mics. Yes, I'd leave one, one on. Yeah, it's a ghost a mic. Ghost mic. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. No, <laughs> we got there at the same time. Um, okay, so Alexander Pantages is also supposed to be there as a guardian presence. I just got a text message. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it my mom? No, it, no, that'd be so cute though. I know what um, it is. Though. It was Becky. Hold on, I'm turning this off. Becky, don't turn to me right now. Becca, stop it. We're talking about ghosts. Becky? Okay. Um, As a guardian presence, Alexander keeps a fatherly eye on the living (laughs) on the main floor. Probably like he used to do when he was alive, being the owner of his theaters. Which has got that like little like you go one up and then you can look down over the lobby. I bet that's it. Yep, yep. I'm thinking that. During a stage performance in the theater, a lifelike male apparition has been known to walk up an aisle as if ready to leave. When the ushers open the door for him, he melts into the air. Oh, my <laughs> no. God. I think we should go try to bother some ushers there. Yeah. I Wouldn't that be fun? they've seen everything. Yes. So this also happened in 1994. So I'm like, what, what happened was in going on this year? Okay. Yeah. Um, after a long performance, a wardrobe lady was the last to leave the already darkened theater. As she made her way out the side exit, the lights along the aisle went out, leaving her in total darkness. She tripped, became disoriented, and couldn't get to her feet. She started to feel panicky and then was relieved as somebody took her by the elbow and gently helped her up to her feet and out to the exit. Relieved, the flustered woman opened the exit to let some light in, turned to thank her rescuer, and no one was there. God. And it's those same aisles that they think they see Alexander Payne walking down. That's kind of sweet. It's that really he, like, nice. It's helping. I like, like that so much. It's my theater. I'm going to take care of everybody. I. That's, that's exactly kind what of I really think. sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they needed to re-emphasize it was probably Alexander Pantages who was an all-around gentleman in real life. Like how? But this like, person really liked Alexander like, Pantages. Stop crushing. <laughs> like, 
We got it. <laughs> Written by a 120-year-old ex-actor. Um, so then also Howard Hughes, Ooh. his apparition is a common occurrence. He stays on the second floor enjoying his old office space, not seeming to mind that it is now a remodeled conference room. He'll just be there. Oh, Mm -hmm. what kind of... Nope. No, thank you. I'm not having a conference in that room. Nope. Nope. In 1992, the Niederlander Corps Mm -hmm. had their offices on the second floor. An executive assistant who worked for this company had some interesting personal experiences. Mm -hmm. In his former office space, now a conference room, the executive assistant felt an unseen presence, sometimes manifesting as cold spots and a cool passing wind when the air was still on with no wind source available, or when the air was still. Um, I had a lot of sangria. Um, yes, you did. Twice. I know. Well, I was drinking it while you were dying. I might have been heavy-handed with the brandy. It's all right. Um, twice, she saw a very tall male apparition walk down the hall into his old office. She could hear the sounds of Howard going about his business at the desk that he still saw. Because there's no desk in there. Because it's a conference room. But she hears... Burps. Howard. She hears <laughs> desk drawers being bumped opened and closed the brass handles being clicked and rattled oh i remember those old desks with the brass yeah, handles my grandpa yeah. had one yeah super Mine old too. school yes howard oh still enjoys his time in the balcony watching rehearsals and events sometimes during a rehearsal on stage a solid lifelike man is seen sitting in the back row in the balcony watching them when security goes to evict the uninvited person the man disappears Wow. And then... Oh, my God. Well, we need to definitely talk to people there. Yeah. Lastly, during the restoration in 2000, because guess Uh-oh. what? Oh, restorations are a no-no for ghost ghosts. Guess what? What? They ended up adding those 10 floors, and they used the original blueprints that Alexander Pantages yeah. drew up. Are you They were serious? like, these are fine. Let's just do this. Yeah. They... They fit, completed his plans. They did. Oh, he must be so fucking happy. So they actually have said since these went up, that apparition in the aisle, they haven't seen it in a while. Oh, he's So I wonder if he's, like, he's happy that they finished yes. his work, right? That actually makes me so happy. I know. And they were the original blueprints. I'm like, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. He's probably like up in those floors now. Like, yeah. ooh, what's this? What's this? But in uh, 2000, when they're doing this work, uh, they think this was Howard Hughes. An electrician and a painter quit. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Because um, the paint. Okay, so the painter is working on restoring the higher places of the theater and the auditorium, and he needed scaffolding to get to them. He reported that a man with a hat climbed down from the balcony to the scaffolding, walked around, and stopped where the painter was working. He then leaned over the painter's shoulder to inspect his work. When the painter turned to look at him and ask him what he wanted. The entity disappeared. An electrician was inspecting the wiring when he had the exact same entity come lean over his shoulder and as he looked, disappeared. A man in a hat. So they think that that was definitely Howard Hughes. For sure. Oh my God. Tammy. I know. And you know, we need to go see a show. We could walk there from here basically. <laughs> like oh, it's shit. so close. Yeah. We could walk there from like your place super yeah, easily. Yeah, absolutely. I've done it. I mean, when I went to see Hamilton. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a show. We want to see Waitress when it comes. Oh my God. I want to see Waitress so, so bad. badly. 
Yeah. I want to get rush tickets. So that's kind of the nice thing about living around here too is like if I put in the time, I can go mm. try for rush tickets over and over and over again. Oh my gosh. That would be so good. Yeah. I think we have a decent season coming up. That's amazing. I, you know what this uh, reminded me of too? I think it was episode – Two or three where we did Haunted Bars of Hollywood and you did the Frolic Room. Yes. Yes. And right away I'm thinking, well, of course the Pantages is haunted. The Frolic Room is haunted. And it used to be the speakeasy that you would enter through Mm -hmm. the Pantages. And when I saw Hamilton, I started with a drink there. Oh, Which we shit. did that episode before I had seen Hamilton. We did. Yep. That That's was like right. one of our very, very – we did that episode a long because time Because I – shout out, literally texted Pepper while I was in there. <laughs> when oh, I was in the Oh, because he gave room. us the heads up about yeah. the haunted bars. That's right. He gave me a great heads up. Here, here, hot tip, you guys. If you're ever seeing a show at the Pantages, Pepper says. <laughs> um, I ended up – I didn't do this because I was with a friend. But um, you can go have a drink. Then you can pre-order a drink for intermission, and then you can come down and grab it and drink it and then go back in. Because the bars inside, the lines get really long during intermission. You can pre-order your drink? Well, I don't know if it's, like, official, but, like, you can just be like, hey, bartender, here's my the drink order. And then you can run down and have it and then and then go back in. So while everybody's waiting in line inside – you can run down to the theater. And... Of course. Isn't that Because Pepper's been living in Hollywood for so uh-huh. many decades now yeah. and goes to see so much theater. I bet uh-huh. you he does that at every theater. Like, hey, pre-order for me. <laughs> I'll mean... be here at intermission. Can we do that for the bathrooms though? Because like I want that. That – I want to pre-order a stall. Going to the bathroom during intermission, which you know me. I got a iron bladder. I don't have to go usually. I had to go – because I'd been to the frolic room before. Mm-hmm. And then I had another drink inside. And mm-hmm. um, also I was crying so much. Mm-hmm. They um, they were chanting something. The bathroom attendants were chanting something. Uh, Howard Hughes. No. Howard <laughs> It Hughes. was something like – it was like, got ladies, uh, like – Rush and flush. Let everyone through. Something like that. I don't even remember. I should remember. Rush and flush. Please rush I and flush. It. Rush and flush. They put up red like velvet ropes to help yeah. out with the line. It is so bad. I was just – I think the last show I saw there, I was like, you know what? I'll just miss the second act. Yeah. Because there's no way I can sit through it with this full of a bladder yeah. I was, and enjoy it. I was lucky because we were near the door and I was like – I knew I was going to have to go. So I kind of got up and just like ran. Yeah. And I was I already like 20th in line. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm familiar enough with the, sh- the show and I think I know – like mm-hmm. I'll look at the program too and be like, okay, the last song before the act mm-hmm. break. Yeah. I'm going to leave halfway through that yeah. song like, or just stand by the door and be like, pew! The only thing that I kind of regret is that I, when I was doing this research, apparently the the bathrooms in the basement area. So this was like yeah, a the basement is huge. The basement area bathrooms are it's one of those old like with the vanities yeah. and the like leather seats. It's outside. so cool. Yeah, I, I haven't been inside that one. Oh, so. it's awesome. I purposely went down to that one because I knew it was bigger. But mm-hmm. they also do have these amazing oh. old vanities and yeah. Basement level, haunted theater, old school vanities that haven't been restored. I it's, mean, um, cool. it's perfect. It's perfect energy to get your bladder to empty immediately, uh, whether you're on the toilet or not. Tammy, that was fascinating. I'm, that was really cool. I want to go yeah. to the palace. Let's, I mean, uh, no, I don't. Let's go see Waitress together. I would love that. Pantages. Yeah. I love that. Well, we are we definitely – Ithamar has a gift certificate to the Pantages from, like, students. That, as, like, a oh, thank that's you so nice. So we've been waiting for, like, just the right show. Mm-hmm. We're like – 
Waitress. Waitress is the right one. Yeah, because I kind of, I I was like, but I really want to see Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Now I owe him a really good show. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was a stinker. I mean, it happens. Um, Well, do you want to hear an up-ghost in personal that was emailed to us from our friend Lala? Do. She's your friend, but now I feel like she's my friend. No, she's our friend. I am so excited. It was so hard to not read this because I wanted you to read it to me and scare me. The thing is, her stories are so good and so scary, but she's hilarious. She's so funny. She is so funny. She's such a good writer. So um, this uh, was an email we received from Lale, who also, if you've listened to, I can't can't remember. We we did an up close and personal from her at one point where she went to Iran Mm -hmm. and had some encounters with her family. So uh, this came right after our bathroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's getting late. And by late, I mean 1130 a.m. My drink. Wait, mine's not making any noise. Oh, because I have a giant oranges in this beautiful oh, yeah. sangria. Uh, let me just take a sip real quick. I'm going to eat this apple. Mm. Oh, does it taste like brandy? Oh, it does. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoops, I wasn't expecting it to be a little brandy. <laughs> yeah, I soaked it. You're welcome. Um, so Lale sent uh, this um, up ghost and personal to our Gmail account, which is up ghost and personal at gmail.com. Everybody, we you can do it too. You should try it. That's great. <laughs> Just looking at your Starbucks cup and see the word <laughs> toony on it. It says toony. It's making me laugh. So I mean, it says Tammy. It just- Oh, from my perspective, I read it as Toonie. It does look like Toonie, so I'm sorry Mm, to that guy. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell him my name is Cum Laude. (laughs) (laughs) Try to spell it correctly. Uh Damn. Um, Why did I say that? Anyway, um, so... (laughs) (laughs) Why do we say any of this? It's our podcast. But what does it mean when I was like, damn, I don't know. I say things... Oh, God. Thank God I don't edit every episode because I would take out my voice... All I know the that's time. why I take I take it away from you. I'm like, no, just take out everything I said and just make it yours. <laughs> also, I would do that because I'm an asshole. So, well, no. you're confident, and I'm the opposite of that. And I'm like, you know what? Everything I said, just that's not. And um, anyway, mm, so yeah. I wish you could see you the way I see you, Amy. If I could see me through your eyes, mm-hmm. I'd be. I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> questioning that <laughs> um so this was after our haunted bathrooms episode lolly listened and she wrote um it's the title the subject is bathrooms more like boo rooms yes! body of the email begins i'll work on it <laughs> and then she says i'm just gonna read it verbatim i had a visit yesterday i work at a brewing oh, i'm sorry god damn it amy start over this was cruel. Yeah. I'll work on it. I had a visit yesterday. I work at a brewery slinging, or slanging if you prefer, beers on Fridays. Built in 1950, originally it was a textile company, but for the last 30 years it held a private high-end car collection. Now it's a badass tap room called Hop Fusion Ale Works. It's oh, been, fun. It's been open for about a year and a half. Okay, shout out Hop Fusion. Yeah. This was around 11.30 a.m. Friday morning, and there were a few other employees at the brewery. That is a legit hard word that I have said on this podcast unsuccessfully several times. Thank you. I cannot. There are two words that I struggle with. Well, Well, let's be honest. Okay. 
420. Cool, 420. Brewery and drawer. It's a very Beer shop. Yeah, the place where you brew beer. Mm -hmm. Um, So she said there was a few other employees there at the time. I was mopping the ghoul's wraith room. The the, the copyright (gasps) emblem next to it. She's amazing. She's amazing. She put the copyright thing next to it. She's going to put us out of business. I know. Seriously, she she doesn't have her own. Um, And I started at the furthest stall and mopped myself out. So I know nobody was in there. I turned to reach for the door and Uh looked back at the last stall, Uh and there was a woman in gray standing there just watching me. Holy fucking shit. This lady was fucking creepy. She was dressed in gray, like an old prairie-style dress, cinched at the waist, crazy wild white hair, truly ghoulish. But here's the weird thing. She looked- That wasn't the weird thing? Nope. That was the normal part. Okay. Yeah, no, Totally. Here's the weird thing. She looked gray in the face, too, as if she was risen from the dead, uh, from the grave. Usually, ghosts I've seen look as they did in life, but hazy or like a wisp. She was there in all her rotten glory like a dried corpse. Obviously, I said, sorry, as I walked in on her, as if I walked in on her doing her morning constitutional (laughs) and noped myself out of there. The guys proceeded to razz me about it all day, but we know that the front of their boxers were damp with urine. (laughs) (laughs) Boxers. That makes me laugh more than anything else. (laughs) Have y'all ever seen a spirit or ghost that looked dead? I mean, I know they're dead, but I've never seen one one look so dot, 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 dead, dot, Mm -hmm. dot, dot. What the hell? (laughs) Um, and then she posted a few images. Um, images what? Images included Google image results of a dress like the one she was wearing. Ooh. Bonus, there's a creepy mannequin wearing it. And the other picture is a photo of the, the Hop Fusion Ale Works. And then she wrote, Kid thanks, bye. Uh, Lale. Lale. I did write back because I was like, I need more info. I was like, I've actually never seen an apparition. Normally, you actually just don't see their face at all. Yeah. And or they look as if they did in real life. I said, did she look solid? Did she say anything? She she didn't speak, but she looked solid, like a solid human being who rose from the fucking dead. I wonder about your... Your lows, girl. Because, like, you specifically, you were, like, her legs were so, so skinny. They look like a little baby. Like yeah. a Like a seven-year-old mm-hmm. style legs. Yeah. I know. They see, they were solid, though. Just like that. Like, you, but, but every bone in my body, before I even saw it, was, like, get out of, get out now. Yeah. Like, you are yeah. in danger. Yeah. Kind of, like, get the fuck out. And then I saw that, and I was, like, oh, I'm midstream. What do I do? Bathrooms, baby. So that's really scary. Wraith rooms. Wraith. The ghoul's wraith room. Uh, and I know Lale has had a lot of paranormal experiences, so this was this was fascinating. I'm happy if it's all of her of of, of our up close and personals are. Yeah, hers we'll just turn it into so Lale's good. corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. So gosh. yeah, thank you so much, Lale. That was amazing. Um, I just want to. Because we have a few minutes, but um, 
You know that the thing about ghost lights in theaters? Yes, my friend. So I do also know about ghost lights, and I know that in a theater you're supposed to leave a light on when no nothing's happening on stage when the theater's empty. Yeah, and uh, I'll, may I describe a ghost light for those people who do not have highest honor theater degrees like we do? I don't have a highest honor theater degree. Baby, I'm giving you one. Oh, uh, yeah. thank you. But mm-hmm. can you explain it anyway? Yeah. Um, she's doing her Marilyn. Uh, <laughs> she's pretending not to know. So just a dumb blonde. For people who haven't seen them before, it's usually like a stand, like a like a metal stand, like a microphone stand. And then there's a light on top. And a lot of times they cover it in a little metal cage because, you know, shit gets knocked around in a theater. So it truly is like you're leaving the theater. You usually pull out the ghost light, turn it on, and then leave. Cool. And they call it the ghost light. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. But now school me about it. So um, the practical reason, and this the, these quotes came from an interview with a Broadway stage manager who has over two decades of experience stage managing Broadway shows. Yeah. He says, the ghost light is basically a lamp that's left on stage when all the work is finished in the theater and everyone's gone home for the evening. The orchestra pit can get can be around 10 feet lower than the stage. So when the power is, is off um, in the building, that's the one little globe that's left on so that no one walks in the theater and stumbles off the stage and breaks their neck. Mm-hmm. Look, if the theater's closed for the night, everyone's gone home. Why are you walking around the theater? Unless you're a ghost. ghost. So here's the ghost reason for it. That's the practical reason. Ghost reason. He says, the superstition around it is that theaters tend to be inhabited by ghosts. Whether it's the ghost of old actors or people who used to work in the building, uh, ghost lights are supposed to keep them away so that they don't get mischievous while everyone else is gone. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's to ward off evil spirits is what it's really for. Yeah. So, yeah. And I see, here's my romanticism side. Mm -hmm. I like to think that it's um, left on for all of the ghosts and spirits who are still stuck in the theater because – they just want to feel like they're still performing and that they're still there. And Aww. maybe even though they're past, when they look at the audience, they might see a full house, even though it's empty for the night. And having that light on is like they're finding their it's light. Their little, it's their spotlight. Stepped into their light. Exactly. That is so, so That's nice. what I like to think. We had we did that in high school. We had a ghost light. I um, We did not. And our theater in college was definitely haunted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually – I was curious – do you say, like we perform in a lot of theaters in LA, smaller, like black box type theaters, and then it's like Second City, and we've we've been to the Comedy Central stage. I've never noticed, not that I've been there after hours. I've never noticed a ghost light. I don't think you'd have one except for after hours. Although I don't think Second City has one. Which but... brings us to Tammy. Take it away. Um. Guys, the reason we did Haunted Theaters this week is that we got a very, very exciting invitation. Um, We are going to go investigate the Second City Hollywood. We're going to be locked in after hours. Built built in the 1900s, early 1900s, Yeah, it's old. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. It used to be a church. Although uh, someone who works there told me it's a rumor. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, she's gonna give us. She's gonna school us on some history on I it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, okay. so so that's what everyone used to think because it has all these stained glass windows. Yeah, and I said it too, and she goes, Mm-mm, "No, it never was." Wow. So why the stained glass windows? I don't know, and why the um, because there's uh fireplaces in there still too. Oh, I know there's fireplaces. Wait to learn. <laughs> so we're not gonna tell you what night when it's gonna happen because I don't want anyone trying to 
Franca, so yeah. we'll bust through. It's not the best area. Um, so we are going to do um, a bit of an after-hours investigation. Uh-huh. We're going to have to figure out, too. We're not 100%. We haven't worked out all the details, but we'll we'll be bringing you all of this info. We're hoping to make it an entire episode. So. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking scared already. I'm so scared. I'm just going to say it publicly. Dave Snook, would you please be our bodyguard that night? Oh, Dave. Would you please bring Duffy? And will you guys just stand guard for us? Because Please. I'd feel a little safer I'm if we had somebody. really scared. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm literally so sitting here like, why did we say this out loud? I could cut this part out. <laughs> you could cut this part out, but no, we've I'm committed. I'm so scared. Yeah. I'm very scared. There's nothing spookier than being anywhere after hours yeah. locked up by yourself with the lights out. Whether it's haunted or not, this yeah. building, without a doubt. I did a, a lock-in, a Girl Scouts lock-in at a church. Oh, fuck no. And it was scary. That's and scary. And it was a church. That's really scary. I also ate too many sweets and threw up. Oh, and my, no. my daddy had to come pick me up, and I literally heard him <laughs> come because he opened the door, and it was like, a man! It was just like a wave of screaming. You ate too many sweets and threw up. Yeah, when I'm left to my own you devices, I That's overindulge. Adorable. Look at all these drinks I around know. She's me. got a Modelo because it's a double podcast yeah, record. She's got, got a sangria. I She's got, got her coffee. I mean. Toonie, you cray. Toonie, Toonie. cray. Toonie. <laughs> your alter ego now. Me cray. Toonie. Um, all right. We're going to wrap this shit mm-hmm. up. And um, please, please, that was our last Up Ghost and Personal. Yeah. We're going to have to just keep doing our own mm-hmm. stories because I still have a backlog of them that I'm saving. Yep. Don't want to have to talk about them. They're traumatic. Yep. So please send them to upghostandpersonal at gmail.com and follow us on uh, Instagram at Banshees and Booze. Mm-hmm. Please rate, review, subscribe, all yep. that wonderful stuff. And share us with your friends. Yeah, we're fun. We're fun. We're fun. <laughs> And we're going to work on the Judy Garland accent. We will. We'll, we'll work, work on, on it. The, the impression. Yeah. Um, and um, I think I have one. Oh, I have one too. Let's <gasps> both do them. Okay, I'll set you up. Okay. And remember, if you see a ghost, come loudy. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that scared me. I was say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I broke the mic. I broke the mic. You Sorry. broke my heart. I just had a heart Oh my god. Why didn't we one, two, three that? Um, Like three, two, one that? We should have. Okay, let's try it again. If you see a ghost, three, two, one. Come come (laughs) loudy. Bye. Bye.